You are listening to All Bang Up. Who that? Who there? Okay, here we go again for All Banged Up episode two. We're back in the booth, back in the saddle. Today we have a uh, recurring guest that is actually now a host, Mr. Lizard King in the booth. I'd like to just, uh, you know... <laughs> He's starting her off with a little smelling salt. Holy oh, shit. Okay. I don't know if it, for the folks out there, wow. when you hit one of those, it, it goes into your stomach. Z- it gets deep. you deep. It goes yeah. deep. Woo. Uh, run through a wall, smelling salt, still sold out. Um, if you haven't seen the commercial with Michael LeBlanc, be sure to yeah. check that out. Products coming soon. Yeah, products coming soon. But let's cool. just dive right in to uh, the heater clip of the week. And I say clip of the week, even though we do this show pretty much monthly, but we're going to call it the clip of the week. And uh, it's, if you guys haven't seen it, a gentleman did a 2340 rotation into an airbag. That's a spin. That's ex- that's that? insane that that's an actual like uh, spinning number. Yeah, that's a number yeah, of rotations. I couldn't rotations. do the math on that. I had no idea what he did. Two 900s uh-huh. is an 1800, and that's then I'm lost after that. After that. That's just too Ooh. much. It's like infinity. So He's or, doing tricks on, on like European time. 2340. <laughs> 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 so uh, if you guys haven't seen the clip, he goes no grab. And so it kind of like sparked a little thing in my brain. It, it was very reminiscent of Mark Frank Montoya's D, I thought. Well, he doesn't grab. He doesn't grab, yes, exactly. And Mark Frank Montoya, I mean, besides skateboarding, you know, no grab, but he made the no grab cool. Exactly. Big snowboard fan, MFM, love you, dog. Well, let's play the clip to show the uh, the likeness between these two. <laughs> Beautiful. It's almost identical, Steve. <laughs> I feel like he, he gets a little MFM and then he curls him up as he goes in the hyper hyper speed. Uh, yeah, this is just kind of pure flame with the the no grab. How can you even count twenty? How many spins? Twenty three forty. Twenty three forty. Wow. Up for debate whether that's a flesh tone shirt as well, or a salmon shirt, or is he nipples? I think he's snow? just spinning so fast that his skin looks like it's a shirt, but it's like it's just he's blurring himself. <laughs> like the camera can't figure out that he's spinning so fast that it's it's you can't capture that. That's not a red camera, folks. All right, let's get into uh, chapter two of ABU, which is a fan favorite. It's the hard-hitting topics that really matter. Welcome to BNN, Buds' News Network. I have some great topics for you, you boys do. today. Love it. L- Little Uzi Vert, you guys familiar? Yes, sir. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not trending. Oh, you're not? All no. right. Well, let's pull up a photo of Little Uzi Vert. <clears throat> What's the dude's name? Lil Uzi Vert. Vert, like vert skating. Like vertical. Uzi Vert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this summer he got a <laughs> he got a uh, 10.5 carat diamond installed, surgically implanted in between his eyes. That's a real thing. $24 million. $24 million. He's been saving that up since 2017. Seems like a good investment. Good investment, right? That's a... $24 million diamond that he in his forehead. stuck in Directly his... in the middle of his forehead. Okay. Cost, it's actually a blood diamond, too. Look at the look at the color, yeah. if, mm-hmm. if you look at the color. So uh, he got that implanted this summer, actually about a month ago. He's at a concert and uh, decided to do a little crowd surfing. Okay. 
one of the uh, people carrying him actually ripped the diamond right out of his head. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> just, just like, <laughs> just like Thanos did the Vision yeah, and the, the Avengers oh my God. <laughs> in this clip here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just like God. that at the concert live. Wow, 24 milli down the 24 hatch. million. But you know what's funny is the guy actually gave it back. Uzi has his diamond, but has decided not to put it back in. <laughs> but uh, another rapper. Oh, well, I mean, he came up compared to the guy in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Wow, but this is some, these are hard-hitting topics. Hard-hitting topics. So uh, the trend continues because another rapper from Mexico called Dan Sir surgically implanted gold necklaces for his hair. <laughs> he's got gold hair. Yeah, he has gold hair, and this is surgically implanted. <laughs> he just went to Hot Topic and cut all the chains off yeah. the wallets and stuck them on his he head. Is, he is the first first rapper to actually have gold hair. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what can I do to just look as fucked as possible? You know what's nice, though? No, no products needed, no conditioner. I mean, gold yeah. seems like a pretty easy... Well, no, he's got to go... You know when they... They, you ever seen those videos where they dip the chain in that blue liquid like stuff? And type of thing. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's got to go polished. head dip. Oh, head dip. He's doing a polish. head dip. Okay, yep. Yeah, yeah so uh, look. the, the tread continues. Look. Who knows what's going to happen next? Yep. This is surgically implanted as well? Surgically implanted. He had little hooks all installed into mm. his head. Shut the fuck yeah, so this is, this is permanent. <laughs> this is permanent. This Great is look. this is like the new rap like uh trend. Yeah, look at his you, teeth too. Like dude, you, you didn't put any represent. diamonds in there like Yeah, if you want to represent now you got to go. He's mismatching. He's deep. not matching right now. He's uh he went from 12,000 to 2 million followers after he got his new hair, so it's working yeah. for him. Okay. It's major So update. uh back to our friend Uzi Vert. Back in the news again later this summer, he decided to buy a planet. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Little Uzi Vert is buying Wasp 127B, a planet 500 light years from Earth, and he is the first human to buy a planet. Oh, wow. Um, okay. He hasn't officially made the purchase yet, but at the bomb hall we have, we actually bought an acre on Mars. Yes, we did. You guys, have, you guys own a piece afford, of Mars. Couldn't afford Pluto. Pluto was two hundred fifty yep. k. Originally, we were going to try to buy a planet. We saw the price tag; it was a little much. So, so we you, got an acre on Mars. Yep. I've heard. Uh, How much was an acre on Mars? That's twenty four ninety nine. I mean, do we are, are we allowed to talk cheddar yeah, no, biscuits talk, on ABU? It's twenty four ninety nine for an acre. Okay, we kind of saw it as an appreciating asset potentially. We thought it could go up. Um, you know, get in while it's cheap. It could be worth who knows in a few years. This is like the new crypto. Yes, like you buy planets. We you have know? the deed coming yeah. coming to the bomb hole. No way. Yeah. You know, Dan Breezy is big into real estate. Yeah, uh, with, we're kind you, of you know what like you do. Interstellar real estate. You send him a hundred grand. I watch his episode. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna develop you something. You're gonna Get, you're gonna get six times your money back on Mars, dude. It almost be breezy like shout out, dog. Yeah, breezy. Good hit, looks. Hit us up. We'd like yeah. to get uh, our condominium started on Mars. Holy we have an anchor shit. ready to go. Yeah, <laughs> he's got people. He knows how to do it. He's got people. So let's talk more about making some money. There's, uh, you know, everyone likes to sell stuff on eBay, right? Make a little coin. Absolutely. Yeah. KSL oh, yeah. on eBay. Mm -hmm. So uh, one of these guys was at the Donda listening party. Kanye West, his new album party. Yep. Yeah. He, he bagged up some air, sold mm. it on eBay for $60,000. <laughs> <laughs> bagged air True from story. Kanye's show. I'm yeah, surprised he didn't, you know, bag a fart. Like, at least, like, get something yes. with some potency. True. Some potency. Yeah. And so uh, eBay let this sale go, and then all of a sudden, all these bagged airs started showing up that weren't even the real thing. So eBay had to shut down any yeah. future bags of air. Yeah. One last topic for you. Um, Wondering where your tax dollars go. Yes, I currently am. Currently, I, I, right? I always all, am. You guys, especially professional athletes, you yeah. guys get like what forty five percent, something like that. Woo! It's a 
Yeah. It's so a, a bunch number. of our money went to NASA, and they uh, recently did a science experiment where they wanted to find out if dolphins can uh, – the effects of dolphins hanging out with a woman, a male dolphin with a, with a lady. And uh, they got so comfortable, the dolphin fell in love with the woman. This is funded by NASA, full project. Human woman. Human woman. Yeah. And uh, the dolphin fell in love with the woman, and they hung out, and the – they realized after he gets so excited, he would like get a horny and they'd have to move him to go hang with the female dolphins. As he got bigger, it got too hard to move him. So her new job became to masturbate the dolphin <laughs> two times a day. <laughs> in the I name of mean, science. I don't know if they, the camera caught that, but it's just, <laughs> it just flew out of my face. In the name of science, she had to jerk off Peter the dolphin twice a day or else he'd get too angry to hang out. And she was quoted saying that it was very sexual for Peter, but not for her. It was only sensual. So a little, oh, little bit more creepy. massage, okay. And yeah. it turns out that uh, there was a part that they didn't help tell her about the uh, the experiments. Peter was also on LSD the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> this is where our tax dollars are going. Is a, a BNN exclusive for you? <laughs> it's just a dolphin you know tripping on acid. He probably thinks he's human. And he's just getting jerked uh, off. Dude. Yeah, like, I, I've never felt so good about paying taxes in my life. Are you? Yeah, that's, that's where, where, that's where it's going? going. I actually live by NASA. <laughs> I'm actually happy to pay yeah. taxes now that I know this is now, where they're now going. that's where some of the money Dolphins goes. Dolphins are right? getting jerked off on acid. On acid. This yeah. is incredible. Na- NASA's right over by Pasadena. That's where, that's where I'm at. Mm. I see the building all the time. And that is BNN, my friends. Yeah. I mean, so... Where oh, are they doing oh. this project at? Are the, that's is Florida. the dolphin in That's Florida. Oh, okay. Well, that was an incredible segment of BNN. Thank you, Buds. Welcome to BNN, Buds' News Network. So we are going to call T-Bird, uh, one of the most prolific photographers in all snowboarding. He's been a, a guest on the show before and basically say that we need a photographer up at Mount Hood. He lives in Oregon. And um, again, we're going to call us Gherkin Scarfs. Uh, fake Euro scarf company, the world's longest scarf from our boy Pete. Here we go. Hello? Hello, is this T-Beard? Who's speaking? Who's this? This is Dieter Rimhoff from Gherkin Scarves. Hey, how's it going? Good, and you? Good, very good, yeah. Well, it's good to hear you. Yeah, you too, absolutely. So anyway, uh, just, let's get to it. Um, we are maker of the world's longest scarves, uh, and we want to get into the action sports. And we are looking okay. for a photographer to take photos uh, of our scarves on our snowboarders at Mount Hood. Okay. And so we want to use a scarf that we are trying to get into the Guinness Book of World Records for the longest scarf uh, used in an action sport. Mm-hmm. And so I have a few ideas um, that we have snowboarders going off the jumps or even going fast, which would look really cool if if they're going fast and you have a big, long scarf floating behind them and we are just looking for a photographer to capture the magic of it. Yeah, for sure. When are you thinking about doing this? In about three weeks. Okay. And give me a little more backstory on these scarves. Okay. Uh, so I made my monies in uh, Bitcoin and trading altcoins, or as they call them, shitcoins. 
Uh, and I want to follow my passion, which is fashion and fashion with action sport. And, cool. And so now I, I make the scarf. We already have the three meter scarf that we want to launch here after we get the shoot for the long scarf. So we want a big long scarf, but then the normal scarf that will be the main part of our line. And we, we just want to have good photos taken of the scarf. Uh, like I said earlier, that it, uh, in the air spinning or going fast, to have the scarves wrap around or even trail behind them. Right, right. Do you have a snowboarder in mind that you would like to have wearing the, the scarf? Yes. Uh, we, we are looking to have Zach Hale. I spoke with him earlier, and he is on board to, uh, to be a part of the Gherkin brand. And so we, if we can get that, that would be perfect because we love his look and his style. Yeah, Zach's look and style is, is pretty all-time. Um, yeah, this is something that, that very much intrigues me. This, this can happen. Sounds good. Um, so I guess we just need to get a few details and... Hey, Birdman, it's uh, Diesel and Buds. What's going on? What up, bro? <laughs> You've been all banged up, son. Dude, you fucking idiot. You're very intrigued, huh, Bird? Oh my god, what the fuck? I was trying not to lose my shit. When he said shit coin? Dude. You did lose your shit for a second. First of all, it comes through as no caller ID. I'm like, alright, what the fuck's going on? And then I hear what was it from the Gergen brand? Gergen. Dude, who the fuck was that? That was incredible. That's our boy Pete. Yeah, he's uh, got he's got a good uh, Euro accent. He's actually American, believe it or not. <laughs> you guys are fucking something else. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, no, we'll talk no to you worries. soon. Later. All right, y'all, welcome to Pops 5, the five craziest things I've seen on the internet since we last hung out. All right, off the bat, we've got some happy Gilmore-looking asshole on a golf course with a hockey stick. Looking like a young Tiger Woods out there draining it from 80 yards. That is not a sand wedge. All right, up next, we got Rene Renacongas in Sauce Bay, Switzerland going full Rene. Double sloth roll revert, but also at this point, I'm kind of tired of trying to name his tricks. It's just some Rene shit. And this is some beautiful Rene shit. I don't know what a sloth roll is, but I like that. All right, up next, we got Little Richie getting ready to ride the pine for the next month after absolutely smoking his coach in the face with this practice swing. What do you guys think about the release on that? Oh, my God. Soft hands. Uh, I do think the coach may be in a coma after <laughs> after that baseball bat directly to the dome ski. I personally always love a full release. <laughs> <laughs> Little Richie got a full fucking release. <laughs> All right, up next we got Mark McMorris, aka Sparky, dropping a triple Misty flip on us. For layman's, that's a backside triple cork sixteen twenty, but I like calling it a Misty flip. I don't know what the hell's going on, but I like it. It almost looks like a back rodeo to me. But anytime somebody grabs Indy on that one, I'm a fan. I'm lost out there. I'm tricks lexic, but I love that you're using Misty flip. 
All right, last one. We've got one of the most productive trick boarders in the freaking universe. Marcus Steamy Cleveland dropping a double Todio Tuckney. Who does that? Dude, literally looks like these guys can do anything they want on a snowboard. It's it's getting a little bit ridiculous. The only thing I'm going to do is drop a Cleveland steamer later. <laughs> <laughs> Turn the fan on. All right, let's get into our next segment. Um, maybe a fan favorite, not sure, but a favorite of ours. Favorite of ours. And uh, it's, it's got to be a fan favorite. Common theme on the shows, yeah, talking about resis. And yeah. as you can see, uh, Big Biz Liz is rocking a phenomenal resi. Yeah. Well, uh, great moments in resi history. First one we got to talk about was the Met Gala. Buds tracked this one down. Let's talk about it, Buds. What do we got? Yeah, 2021 Met Gala. Rihanna brings the heat. And uh, what we got here is, I've, I've looked at this close up. This resi is actually made out of a fine material, I noticed. Mm. This might be the most expensive resi tip in history with the diamonds. Look you, at that thing. What do you think? What do you think? Wool or what? Do I don't know. know. I, I tried to look in. It's like thinner than your normal. Oh, it's like, a, it's like an exotic yeah. silk, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's, it could it's be like potentially silk. silk. Yeah, I think yeah. it might match her dress, actually. She's kind like of on a, going on the long of the lines of the tip with uh, Uzi and, uh, oh, excuse me, Uzi Vert. Little Lil Uzi and uh, what's his name? Shh, shh, those might be ingrained in her forehead. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely connected to the resi, I would say. And this would yeah. be the most ex expensive resi tip well, in history. If you want to talk about the bomb hole kind of being just right on trend, I mean, Met Gala is really yeah. where you kind of set the trends. And well, yeah, there's a second thing to this too with the bomb hole being on trend because look at asap blanket there well do oh, you wow. think that that's, she might have not taken a blanket that is a gherkin scarf that does look like a scarf yeah that's gherkin there's a lot that is gherkin that is very is that gherkin. gherkin brand yeah that is gherkin branded scarf she right might there. have like taken a couple of those cubes off of there and stuffed the resi that way that's she's mm. puffed up and she's she could looking have a good yeah yeah could be a stuff we do she's uh, got a stuffed res we've stuffed resi for photo shoots yeah. before to get the resi looking right i mean i don't know if you notice i don't stuff the res i just we, we coordinate. We have, I've been caught stuffing a resi before. Yeah. I'll admit it. <laughs> I would say though that is the uh, best dressed couple of the Met Gala right there, Absolutely. according yeah. to the bomb hole. Absolutely, um, it's like homeless rag with super sexy resi. Well, topic two of <laughs> resi <Sorry>. talk. <laughs> uh, we'll get into is uh, I, I want to talk about Nick Visconti because uh, we've talked about. Uh, the the resi helmet combo, um, the beanie over the helmet, and it was brought to my attention by Brandon Rigo that it has been done before. I wouldn't say it's a resi, but um, there's some very, very vintage footage of Nick Visconti snowboarding with a beanie over the helmet. Let's cue that up. It's a progressive look. Oh, wow, it's got a little res. Slight resi. little tip in there. <laughs> wow! Yeah, look at the size. It just makes his head look. Giant. I can't even watch the trick. All I can look at is like, a beanie, especially in this shot at night. It just gleams. Yeah, like dude, wow. if you're okay. What's I mean, the, I don't know anything this? about this talk. Okay, because I mean, you know, if you if you skate street, I, I don't I don't have anything wrong with helmets, just so everybody knows. But you're a vert skater. You're not fucking putting a beanie over your helmet. You're proud of your helmet. Yes. You wear the helmet proudly. If you're Andy Mack, it's fucking fluorescent yellow. Yes. Everyone knows that your yes. signature move is that. He's kind of like, he's almost ashamed he, of the, the helmet, he's and hiding. he's pinking. Yeah, he's resi and Throwing this giant yeah, pink. You, dude, you got to, I feel like, if anything, just cut the tip of the beanie off. And glue the res yes. to the top he's doing yes. of the he's helmet. He's doing a disservice to the resi. Yeah, he's he's, he's unresing. Yes, he's doing an absolute disservice to the resi. I mean, no offense that. to him. 
I mean, great his, snowboarding. His but D changed quite a bit over the years, but yeah. that's uh, early formative years. Does he still wear the helmet res? No, actually, I haven't seen him snowboard in a few years. So he got goggles on too, or is yeah, he just the goggle helmet resy combo is a little bit over the top. It's okay. just that's like going to REI and like you hit every single section like. Running, climbing, biking, <laughs> snowboarding, skiing, and even just like, you know, like some camp gear, mm-hmm. and you put it all on, and then you're like, I'm going to go fucking frontboard a handrail. <laughs> you got, you got, got your another ski hat tips, under you that. got oh, your fucking yeah. climbing shoes, He's your all ropes over the hanging off your back. He's all over the place. Yeah. Okay, for the last topic we have of Resi Talk, we got um, graced with a, is a great surprise from young Dolly, big fan, um, and he basically was gaming, I think it's Call of Duty. Yep, Call of Duty. Cod. Cod. His Cod. Cod. Sorry, I actually play this. Tell him to hit me up. Hit me up, dog. Here what's we your, go. What's your handle? Uh, Gold Tie 666. Green Diesel. Oh, he got you got a fucking cod shout out. You got a major cod shout. Let's give him an air horn for that. A little <laughs> shout out from overseas, right there. Mm-hmm. That's how you res. I mean, let's be honest. That that is a fucking aggressive, fantastic resy look. He's got a repeat pattern on. He's it too. gaming with sunglasses on. Too. <laughs> <laughs> he's in he's in a dark room with no lights on, and he's got the res and like some lokes, dude. There's oh, no God. way he, he can't even see. Yeah, he's he can't even see. He can't even see the game. Huh? Yeah, he's still getting dubs, dude. Mm-hmm. It's like he's he's sacrificing performance yeah. for swag, and you can always get behind that. Yes. Oh, always. Always look good, even if it, it hinders your performance. Mm-hmm. You look great. Mm-hmm. Smart yeah. move calling out Grand Diesel, too. That yeah, was, oh, that was nice. That's how you get, that, that's that how you get on this. I'm a, I'll tell you, a big fan. I made made Chris's day, I think, when he saw that. It was great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't okay. know who that is, but I'm a big fan. Yes, you are. You We're are. all fans, darling. <laughs> We're pro- I probably do know who that is. Well, that concludes uh, Resi Talk for this week. How are you doing today, Cole? Pretty good. Just chilling. Just like working on some stuff at home. Well, cool, cool. Let's let's dive in uh, about and talk about your project, Living Room. So uh, you basically kind of the headliner, your first project where you're headlining the whole situation. And uh, you and John Stark, it's kind of a torment, full-length kind of project uh, presented by those guys. How was that filming experience? How did it go with COVID and everything like that? It was cool. It was a lot of fun filming for the video. It was definitely, um, it was a lot of work, but it was like the whole process was really fun. Like with COVID, it was a little bit more, it was a little bit difficult to travel, you know? So there was like some additional steps involved. Like I was testing, you know, before and at, at the, like coming home and then before every trip and then keeping the crew small and trying to navigate around who was available to travel and who was staying in place. And so there was a little bit more involved, like, logistically to make it happen but it was it was really fun like i think that the fact that there was like sort of those limitations like kind of made the year extra fun in a way because it was just like small crews and we were just kind of on our own term we weren't really like you know reporting back to anyone or it was pretty it was pretty like like uh spontaneous Mm-hmm. As a result of that, now I've been I've been wondering. I see with skate spots, it seems like uh, COVID has kind of been like opening up skate spots or snowboard. Like some, did you find that it was easier to get some good spots because some of the buildings are shut down or anything like that, or was it kind of average? No, I think it, I think it was great. I feel like 
I didn't even think about school being a thing. Like we were, we were just like snowboarding midweek, like any, any, anywhere, you know, like schools in the middle of the week where, you know, typically you have to wait for a weekend to hit a spot or maybe like a really off hour late afternoon. But we were just like, we would trudge into an office park and it would be like Monday at 10 a.m. and be like, looks like we're good. Like, you know, like nobody around, we can snowboard here. This is great. Oh, that's killer. Now you're known for the extremely long balancing act battles, we'll call them the really, really long rails that, um, you know, I'm just curious of what it's like when you pull up in the parking lot and you know, something's probably going to take seven hours to get to the end of what's the kind of vibe with the crew Cole? How are people feeling? Yeah, that's can be a somber moment. <laughs> you know, just bagpipes are playing, getting out of the car. The funeral everything bagpipes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> everything kind of feels like slow motion for the first hour or so while you're building. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, no, no, I, I, it can be, uh, I don't know. I just feel like when I, if I like go into something like that or like I'm trying to like hit a spot that might take a long time is like, I like to like do that the second half of the day because maybe it gives someone else an opportunity to like hit something in the morning or there's just like not the whole day isn't built around like a spot that might take forever. So if it's a spot that might take forever, I'd rather just hit be like, okay, maybe it happens. Maybe it doesn't maybe run out of light, but at least like the whole day isn't banking on, one spot that's like ideal i think is like second half of the day for me uh i gotta ask too because i know you're a really creative person as far as like whether you're doing art or skateboarding you're a hands-on person and from what i understand john was saying that you're also kind of uh had your hands in the editing process and kind of directing process did you guys a have a have kind of a concept you were leaning towards and and b did you kind of really get involved in the editing process and, and what did that look like yeah, yeah. Um, I think we definitely started out with an initial concept. I think it changed throughout the course of the movie. And I think that for filming, throughout the course of the filming process, I think it changed. But I think that's natural. But um, every time you set out to achieve, I always like joke about this. Like every time you set out to achieve something, you just do something totally different. But uh, we, we definitely had an idea going into it and we tried to execute it. And it, and it changed just based on the circumstance. But I, I like don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's just an inevitable and uh, as far as editing goes, I definitely have been like, like working with John the entire time. Probably the worst, most annoying person to be looking over your shoulder. But we're, we've been like, we've spent you know hours on like deliberating over like single frames. So it's definitely like been I've been scrutinizing it, but I think it's for the best. I, I don't know, just to try and execute closest to what we originally set out to do. So who else is in this project with you? Um, I think there's eight other appearances. I got to film with like Jill, Reed, Tommy Towns, Forrest has a clip, um, Nick Erickson. There's like, there, I think there's eight uh, other writer appearances overall. Any uh, cool locations this year? Because I know you couldn't really go overseas, right? And snow was kind of limited. Yeah, yeah, travel is limited, but I, I think the coolest location might have been Portland because it's snowed in Portland for like a four day. It, it, it's really rare that it would snow in Portland, and then it, it did, and we both, John and myself happened to be home for it. And like two inches of snow just wiped the entire city out. Like, like what two inches of snow did to Portland is what two feet of snow would do to any other city because there's no like resources to clean the streets or, <laughs> or anything here, so... 
it was pretty sick. Like there was like a four or five day stretch of like every single spot is a go. You know, the only limitation was the amount of snow, but there was, there was snow here and we, and we got to film here and it was really sick. So I know you also have a full blown interview coming out with torment along with this project. Huh? Um, and it's John made it sound like you kind of really were open and, and talked about some, some stuff and, and pulled back the veil a little bit. It sounds like it's going to be an incredible interview. I'm so nervous to have an interview coming out. I don't, I don't really know like how to think about it. I definitely, <laughs> I feel like uh, it wasn't something I was super inclined to do, but if I was going to do it, it would, I felt comfortable doing it with like uh, Ian and for torment. So, mm-hmm. um, I guess it's a good thing. I just, I'm <laughs> going to let it play out. See how it goes. That's killer, man. Well, I can't wait to read it. Um, I'm personally super, super excited to to watch this project. It's called living room. Make sure everybody watches it when it comes out. I know there's a premiere here in Salt Lake, uh, very shortly. Do you know the dates on that? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to show in Salt Lake, uh, alongside good sport and it's going to coincide with the torment mag release. So, and that'll be on October 23rd. Well, sweet man. From what I hear, this is your best footage ever. And, uh, quote unquote, five ender enders. It's not the verbiage you use, but that's, that's what John made it sound like you had kind of five great white Buffalo serious a grades. So I can't wait to see what those are. I don't know where this information is coming from, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm a biased source. So. <laughs> well, cool. Cole, it was good to catch up and thanks so much for uh, checking in with us here at the Walmart. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thanks for, thanks for the call. Okay. Peace bud. Later. All right, let's hit it. You're fired. Here we go. You're fired. You're, 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 you're fired. All right, uh, Buds, what do you got on the docket for your fired this you week? You know what I'm fed up with? What are you fed up with? Solicitors, door to door salesmen. Mm-hmm. They're coming to my house pretty much daily. I don't know about your house, whether it's Mormon pushing the religion or some guy trying to clean my head, some guy trying to sell me bug cleaner. Today they came to the freaking bomb hole, tried to sell us printers. I was here. I experienced Very it. Very intrusive. You know what's funny is they walked in the door and handed me the card. And I was just looked at the dude. I was like, I, I don't, I'm not official here, dude. I was like, <laughs> I gotta, then, I'll pass your card to somebody he, else. He passed it to like Rigo. Rigo passed it to Jules. <laughs> Jules passed it to me and you were in the bathroom. And I was just like, ah. Oh, good time to be absolutely uh, destroying the porcelain. But these guys, man, they come to your house. They come to your work. Mm-hmm. Come on, dude. If I want to buy something, I'm going to go buy it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to wait till. You do realize we house. all have Amazon, okay? We know what we want. Yeah. We can buy anything we want <laughs> at the click of a fucking button. Get the fuck out of here. I got to feel bad for these guys. Yeah. Well, uh, there's in one hand, I respect somebody getting their paper. I can respect the grind. But, you know, th- you know, then along those same lines, if we're doing grapes, I get the call from the real estate guys all the time saying, hey, are you interested in selling your house? It's like, dude, it's a, is it for sale? Yeah, no. they text, they, they call. Sometimes I'll be like, are, are you interested in selling me your house? Yeah. Would you like to sell me your house? See, I but I, I come dudes. from the real estate fam, so oh, I can appreciate the real estate. <laughs> yeah. house, so I don't know <laughs> what you're hating on. Uh, you know, plumber. The last door, to yeah. that door guy came to my house. I asked him for his number and told him I'm going to come over when he's eating dinner, knock on his door, and we can talk about it. Yeah. And I yelled that through him through a closed door as well. Mm. I don't even open the door anymore for these guys. But who buys from these people? Yeah. Nobody. So anyways. If do you have a peep? The people? Is I have that a people, people? Yes. Oh, you people. have a people. J2 okay. installed it for me. Oh, no. Sick. <laughs> Which is dope. R.I.P. 2. <laughs>
Yeah. You always put a glory hole there, too. Is it a potential? I, oh, of course, he, <laughs> he also got the, installed the a glory hole. The mail store site. You just <laughs> put a dick out there. <laughs> J2 installed a glory hole as well. Oh, my God, dude. Okay, next oh. next topic uh, I got to get into kind of grinds my gears. I, I'm going to go loud cell phone guy in public. Uh, you know, particularly if I'm going to give one example, I'd say at the airport. A lot of times you'll run into a guy who probably had like five beers at the bar on his layover, and now he's in, in line waiting to get on the plane, and he's just like, yep. What's that, Jim? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's let's get the deal done. Let's get the deal. Slide the deal across the table. Get it finished. And you're like, dude, please, please shut, shut the shut fuck mouth. up. Shut your mouth. Jim's also like cryptocurrencies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. just bought like ten thousand dollars of crypto. I got the the Shibu Inu with the Dogecoin and the Dogecoin. Well, and they go like this too. They're like, hold on, I can't hear you. They put it on the speaker. speakerphone. <laughs> then everyone gets to know what fucking the other dude's talking about. It's just like, what is going on? I Keep tell your my, shit private. I tell my wife how I hate these loud talkers, too, yeah. and she's like, yeah, you're a loud talker. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently Same. I'm one of them. Um, what do you got for your little uh, your fired you're situation? Fired. Uh, snowboarders call spots features, mm. and it is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in my entire fucking life. I'm back in that. Like, if you roll up to a set of stairs and you're like, oh, my God, look at that feature, you just look like an asshole. Absolutely. You sound like a fucking asshole, Absolutely. and it's been driving me crazy, so... Just wanted to say a little something to, you know, like snowboarders out there, mm. skiers, whatever the hell you're doing. I mean, if you can't backflip, you're not as good as Grandy's, but... Thank you. Where did it come from? Where did the feature thing come from? Snowboarding came from skating. Skateboarding had spots. Skateboarding didn't have features, and then all of a sudden, it's like, look at this feature. It's a, it's a great topic. Uh, I think feature comes from when you're describing park snowboarding. Like, it's a park Yeah, feature. but there's skate yeah. parks. Yeah, but yeah, true. You don't call them features in a skate park. That's a good point. No, it's called like uh, a quarter pipe I, or a pyramid. I think it's just, you know? it's, it has it's corny. It's people trying to be grandiose out there. I think it, it's corny verbiage, is what it is. And uh, in skateboarding, you get made fun of for things, and snowboarding, you don't. So it's nice to have a little uh, check and balance. That's like the in run thing too. Oh, in run. Yeah, you know what? That's them. another pet peeve. Let's just get on that topic let's really talk, quick. Let's too. talk about it. In run about this. It's called the run up. Yeah, but you guys are running up with your skateboard. Yeah, but I've seen it. so many people fucking holding people's hands and like running and fucking their not snowboard the buddy. Not in the mountain. It's an in run because it's a ski run. But the run up to a jump is kind of the same on a Yeah. You might say that on a dirt bike, for example. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you want to. Actually, you'd probably say in run on a dirt bike. <laughs> no, it is a run up kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. The in run thing is just like it's ass backwards. In no run. one's ever called it in running. Yeah, like what are you running inside? What is, what is Danny Way called on the big big ramp? He's <laughs> rolling a uh, Viking warrior lifestyle. I don't know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay, that, that makes sense. <laughs> you could just chop that dude's leg off, and a fucking new one would grow back. And he'd be like, huh, "It's funny you thought that was going to do something to me." I'm going to go hang up on this thirty uh, foot quarter pipe, break an ankle, and still do an air after. Yeah, I don't know. In run <laughs> feature. You don't no. call you don't call the mega ramp a feature. You call it the fucking mega ramp. You know, it's a great point. Yeah, we we're gonna do a heavy footnote to steer clear feature. All right, I think that concludes yeah. this section of uh, you're fired. You're fired. How we doing? You're on the air with the bombhole boys. Who are we talking to? Clint Edwards, big fan. Listen to every single episode. Really appreciate hearing that. I heard you got a question for Stony Buds. What do you got for us? Who is your all time favorite Tech Nine rider that you got the chance to shoot? Oof. That's tough right there. I just look picking favorites. But I'll just say it, MFM. <laughs> MFM is fucking most legendary style. Coming from a skateboarder that, like, grew up in Salt Lake. I mean, I snowboarded. MFM was always, like, the smoothest, sickest, most G'd out fucking dude on the planet. 
Buns, that's actually the correct answer. So. Magoon was yeah. a close second. Yeah. And then Bradshaw was after him, and then there's a long list after that, but MFM's at the top. There's like a, you have like a first, a second place, and then like everyone else is like a yeah. even tied third place, which is that's very nice. That's what's up. Yeah. We're gonna keep taking calls. So thank you so much for your question. That was awesome. How how are you? Who are we talking to? Hi. Yo, my name's Sander. Big time listener. You guys are awesome. Hell yeah, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Pocatello, Idaho. I spent a lot of time in Salt Lake City, though, skateboarding and going to the University of Utah. So I got a question for Lizard King based on that. Oh, yeah, baby. What's happening? Yo, so I witnessed you jumping down the stair sets at the U Library back in did September you just 2012. Send, did you just send me that clip on Instagram? I did, dude. No fucking way. I was just I got here this morning, and I was showing Eastone and Grandy's that, that clip. I was like, dude, look at this fucking homie who's just walking by when I was trying that shit. Yeah, my homie and I were skating. We were just laying in the grass and witnessed you yelling and shit. I was like, oh, that's fucking Lizard King, man. <laughs> For Satan! You know, classic me. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, I thought that ended up being a Thrasher kill tape, but I was wondering if you ever went back for that one. Dude, I've been there four times. And all four times, oh. I land on my board the first time, and I usually go like back seat, do a little ass slap on the ground, and it really hurts. And then the next try, my board always breaks right behind the front truck, and it just snaps, and I get bodied. Dude, Dude. serious display of passion. Oh, thanks. I, that thing's so tall, dude. Like one one full body service on that thing where like your board breaks and you just like life check yourself. It's pretty much you're not walking for a couple of days. Well, thank you so much for calling in. We appreciate uh, having you having your support and uh, giving us a ring, dude. And thanks for the footage. Cheers, boy. Maybe they got better. What's up, guys? Oh, here we go. What up? What's up? I'm uh, actually heading up to Salt Lake right now. I'm uh, making my journey out there, boy. That's right, baby. SLC. Who do we got on the line? This is uh, TK. Oh, what up, dude? We talk on the gram, huh? Uh, oh, yeah. What's going on, Tony Buzz? What up, big dog? Nothing. Hey, Chris, I got some uh, presents for you when I'm out there, dude. You're going to be hyped. What are we talking? Some uh, New England Patriots type of gear or Boston sports paraphernalia? Uh, Boston sports paraphernalia. Um, some uh, some uh, Boston Celtics, some uh, Bruins stuff. God, I love that. Are are any of these motocross yeah. jerseys by chance? Because he, <laughs> he he likes all those sports things, but he likes it to be like a tighter motocross fit these days. Uh, no, not that. <laughs> yeah, I got a question for uh, Lizard King. Who got beat up more, you or Bob? <laughs> <laughs> Great question. You know what's funny is, did you listen to his bomb hole? Oh, he went on the bomb hole, right? Yeah. yeah. He's talking about how, like, Anytime he went out with me, he got punched in the face and blah, 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 blah. But I've definitely gotten beat up way more than him. But he shouldn't be such a baby, dude. If you want to be someone's older brother, fucking man up and take the job. So you, Damn. So no. you, you didn't answer the question, though. Oh, you know what? I've been beat up a lot. I've had Jeff Rally <laughs> broke my nose. I don't know if you've seen a picture of me. My nose is fucking completely jacked. It's crooked. That's from him. Yeah. Got beat so up. I got him? beat up at pretty much every event. Every time I was like a drunk kid and I was running around, eventually I told someone that they weren't <laughs> shit, and they they made sure they proved the point that they were the shit, or at least the shit with their fists. You talking about Jeff Rally? Well, no, Jeff Rally's still my homie. Like right after he beat me up, he called me the next morning. He's like, "I'm so sorry." I was like, "Dude, I get to go to Utah and tell all my homies that Jeff Rally beat me up." I was like, "This is fucking awesome, dude." <laughs> 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 I literally was. I was like, "Dude, this is such a good story." So, I mean, at least, you know what? I got a good attitude about getting fucked up. That's one thing that's, like, a positive about it. Hey, thank you so much for calling. We got to take a few more calls, but uh, really appreciate it. How we go? How we doing? It's the Bomb Hole Boys. Hello. 
Is this Javier Fernandez? Yeah, big dog. Big, big dog, dog member here. Big dog Patreon member. What's going on, Hava? Woo, Hava. Hava. No. Let's just say the booth is hot. It must be. It must like be. You know, I actually hot. have a, uh, I got a question. I got a question for a uh, Lizard King. Oh my gosh. Let's do this, baby. Okay. So, Lizard, uh, once upon a time, this was many years ago, maybe seven or eight years ago, I think, if I remember right. I had never met you before in my entire life, never spoken to you. And I, I, I get a text message one day from a random number I'd never seen. And I open it, and there's a naked guy in a video who's wearing one sock and no other clothes. Don't forget the brand, sock baby. Not we, were, we were brand brothers. We just didn't know each other. It was a stance sock. Yeah. And uh, you were doing some calisthenics, light workout, um, wearing one sock, not on your feet. And it just said, hey, uh, this is Lizard King, Bob Plum's brother. But he thought you might use some motivation getting in shape. Anyways, love the sock. Yeah, well, you know just what? I'm curious uh, what the uh, overall motivation was there. You were ripped then, by the way. Well, oh, thank you. Well, the overall motivation for me was that I knew that you worked at Stance. And I didn't like know you know you, but I already knew the people that I knew. So I, I was kind of thinking, like, you were going to be, like, a new door for me. So if I sent you my cock sock workout <laughs> video, that maybe somehow that would get to a higher ranking person than the, that I was available to, like, reach at the time. Yeah. Did, did you even think about, like, trying to help me get the raise? Or yeah, you just, like, you were you raise? uncomfortable that you you now know what I look like when I work out with a, a I mean, sock? I mean, I'll be honest head. with you. I'll be honest with you. I, received, I got that text message from you, like, three days into the building. Like, oh, I've been there, like, the three job. days. I, <laughs> I definitely probably was not the person that was going to open any doors at that point. But <laughs> I'm just going to nice let touch. you know I, had, nice I didn't know that information. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I would well, imagine so. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for right, calling well, off. Really appreciate it. Guys, thank you very much. Let me know if you need any more luck. workout tips, buddy, because yeah. I got you. Miss you, big dog. Later, Hop. How we doing? You're talking to the bomb hole boys. How we doing, Bombhole? This is Matt Kurt. Yeah, what's up, dog? What up, my man? Not much. Not much. I had a few questions for uh, you guys and the Lizard King. That's right, baby. Bring it on. Um, Lizard, I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts about uh, the first year of skateboarding in the Olympics. To be, I mean, to be honest, like, what what does anybody want from anything, right? They just want their thing to be bigger and bigger and bigger. And to be in the Olympics makes skateboarding bigger, which means that people can sell more shit. So if you own a skateboard company, no I would think that you're like fucking jerking the Olympics off and trying to fucking get a taste. You know, you want to, you want to sell more stuff, but there's definitely like a ton of like core people that I heard, like not dropping names, but like hating on it. But at the same time, like there's, also like super yeah. sick core dudes that are like fuck yeah dude this is awesome it's like a, just another thing for kids to present their skill and be like look dude i'm fucking good at skating and skating's fucking hard dude i don't know sure sure and i i didn't mean to want you to put anyone on blast yeah. but <laughs> no i mean i that's just like surfing like should surfing be in the olympics fuck yeah surfing should be in the olympics should rock climbing be in the olympics yeah but the way that they did the rock climbing thing and like made like people that aren't speed climbers learn to speed climb and then like bouldering it's like each aspect of climbing is completely different just like street skating is street skating you're not gonna put a fu- you're not gonna put me in a bowl contest and be like go do a 540 even though you've never done one you know yeah yeah no i get it 
I guess I, I kind of thought it was weird that, you know, snowboarding was entered in the, the late 90s and you kind of got all these other board sports almost 20 years later finally getting accepted into it. So I didn't know if it was kind of a, a resentment thing in, in the culture or like, oh, they're just using us uh, to get eyes on it. No, I mean, so. just, dude, there's speed walking in the Olympics. Like, no offense to speed walkers, <laughs> but like, dude... Your guys' fucking sports are so out of date. Like, you need skateboarding. They needed us. We didn't need them. Technically, yeah. we did. They, they really We do. didn't need them. They needed us because half the shit on there is like, if you could fast forward real life, you would. Yeah, well, yeah. guys, that's all I had for you. I appreciate taking my call. Appreciate, yep. appreciate taking the call. Much okay. love, dog. Thanks, dog. Are we talking to Dan Breezy right now? <laughs> hey, Grandy. How you doing, dude? You got Eastone and uh, Lizard King on the phone, yeah, too. Yeah, Breezy, I already sent you a message on Instagram. Big fan. Yeah, we got to talk to you about a situation. Uh, it's uh, it's kind of some real estate advice. Uh, Buds, do you want to lay this out? Yeah, we recently acquired an acre of land on Mars. The, the planet. planet. <laughs> and we're thinking about building an apartment complex on there, and we wanted to get some advice from you. And we wanted to see if maybe we can get an investment group started and, and what yeah. you think of the whole thing. And Stony Buds also is thinking, you know what? Why build above ground when you can build below? Mm-hmm. So that's another option we just wanted to throw yeah, at you and get some, you know. We're thinking answers. subterranean on this one. <laughs> God, I appreciate the high quality question. This is good. Yeah, I can add a lot of value there. Yeah, I mean, you know, the people are working on going to Mars, and I feel like the bomb hole is ahead of the game. Uh, what do you think this project might cost? You know, that's a damn good question, Easton. I would probably say um, there's no amount of money that I could buy. You know, your your landmass on Mars is too valuable. I, I don't know. I, well, <laughs> I, I have, have a, no idea. I have a question yeah. for you, um, Dan. We got in there one acre at twenty four ninety nine, I believe. That's twenty four dollars ninety nine cents yep, USD. Now, do you think this is going to be an appreciating asset? What do you think from an investment standpoint? Definitely appreciating asset. You know, there's only a limited amount of space on Mars. So great, great investment. Good work. If you want to get some land on Mars, check out lunaredbassy.com and uh, you might be able to get some land adjacent to ours as well. I heard the shipping costs are pretty pricey to get materials up there. But other than that, like, you know, the fucking land is cheap. Dirt cheap. God. What cracks up the most is that you guys are sitting around talking about prices of land on Mars. That's, oh, that's we actually stuff. bought land on Mars. I'll, yeah, I'll send you the deed. I'll send the deed over. Yeah, they own an acre. Maybe you could read the <laughs> okay. deed and see if it's legit for us. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You have experience with these things. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I got it covered. Yeah, Home Depot's about to start a space program, <laughs> space shipping. As soon as Musk touched down, we want to start on this condo uh, project. All right, good. Very good. Well, Dan, thank you for uh, chatting with us. We appreciate your advice. It's uh, priceless. So thank you. Yeah, you're the best, dude. Hey, glad I called it. Oh, you, you bet. Hey, good chatting with you, gentlemen. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. <laughs> All right, dog. Peace. <laughs>